0: Launching a card is such a core part of today's financial services. Whether you're an incumbent or fintech, a card is likely a cornerstone product in your portfolio and an important contributor to your revenue today or tomorrow. As the space has matured, firms have gotten better at partnering. And that's good because you'll need partners to launch a card. As fintech has grown, it's helped financial services mature overall. The art and science of partnering is definitely improving with time and experience. That's also good. Because choosing the right partners and figuring out how to best leverage both parties' unique skills and talents is really a big part of the secret sauce here. I'm Tearsheet Zach Miller. We wanted to shine some major light on the card launching process, making it easier, smoother and hopefully more successful. This series is sponsored by Galileo and participation in this series with some great executives and companies involved doesn't mean an endorsement of Tearsheet or our sponsor. And to do all this, we enlisted some of the best fintech and financial services firms out there to talk about what they've learned launching and scaling card products. We turned to some of the top brands like Wise and Dave with millions of cards in their users' hands. We also turned to platforms and banks, firms like Cross River Bank and First National Bank of Omaha. And we turned to Galileo, the technology and processing platform powering many of today's most popular fintechs. This is the second in a three-part series where we focus on the importance of finding the right partners for your card program. To dive even deeper, I encourage you to download the guide we published incorporating all this inside information and more. To download your free guide, go to tearsheet.co slash cardguide. Without further ado, let's jump in. You can't launch a card program alone. Even with the best tech and talent, you'll need various partners to launch a card. And that includes a bank and a processor. Who you choose is very important. It's hard to switch when you outgrow a partner or if you realize that a partner actually wasn't a good fit. So it's important to do your homework now and do your diligence up front to identify a partner you'll work with alongside for the long term. It's almost like a marriage. Some of these deals are three to five years long sometimes. You'll want to vet your partner for cultural fit, product breadth, and cost. Here's Anthony Pachulik, head of cards at FinTech Bank. Cross River.
1: So, a lot of times folks want to come in and say, I want to do a debit card. Focus on debit card. You know what? I find this great bank, I find this great solution, sub debit focus, great, boom, boom. They realize in a year, oh, you know, I want to offer credit solutions. Uh, you know, not really the best solutions I have now. Now I have to go seek potentially a second bank, a second processor. that's not very efficient and especially if you're not at a scale right you're really going to be impacted cost-wise or you know and and not to mention just relationship management managing all the moving parts so definitely that's the first thing i tell people think broadly think like what you may need in three to five years because it does take shifting here is is not so easy right um the second thing is is I, i i truly believe you need to find partners that have as i mentioned earlier some experience right um, you know, not to say, look, I mean, credit, debit cards, you do them, they're somewhat similar. A lot of it becomes use case. It's not really different products. It's use case related, but, but I do think you have to have a bank that's going to be willing to work with you, understands your use case up front, and is willing to support it. You don't want to be surprised, right? A few months in where, you know, you're, you're betting the concept and all of a sudden there's problems, right? So really make sure you take time to bet upfront and know that, whoever's going to work with you can do what you need, both from a technical perspective, compliance perspective, so on and so forth, right? That could fit within the parameters of the program. Got it. Getting all
0: the moving parts in order isn't a small feat when it comes to planning and launching a card. All the planning in the world can't reverse the effects of launching with the wrong partners. Jason Wilk, CEO of Dave, a bank-like service that provides overdraft protection to millions of customers. Experience what could go wrong driving home the importance of launching with the right partners.
2: The planning stage was important. I, I honestly though wish we were, did a little more diligence on the space because the first partner we went to went to work with ended up not working out. And so it was a lot of work for us to sort of rip out the pipes and it delayed our launch by at least a year to go with a partner that could get us to scale. So that was somewhat unfortunate. It's not an easy road to launching a debit program and it does take a significant amount of employees to get it live if you want to capture most of the economics, which you'll need for having a thriving business at scale.
0: No, changing partners midway through is tough. As the space for cards has matured, vendors have too. They've gone from offering point solutions to offering more inclusive product suites. And as they've matured, they've also built their own ecosystems of partners they've integrated with and worked with before. Getting a partner that's participated in a few rodeos is important because they have the experience to keep you on the straight and narrow and guide your work with other partners. So you're gonna to wanna to choose your partners right. Some firms start with choosing a bank partner first. Others identify the right processor who typically has strong relationships. Galileo Susan Chaffin, Senior Director of Technical Solution Design, believes that the success of a card program rests with getting the right partners involved.
3: It's the most crucial item, I believe. So, When you select a partner, you're selecting a partner for, you know, between three and five years on a minimum contract. So you need to be able to ensure that that partner not only matches from a technical perspective, but what you are anticipating from a ongoing support and integration. Just because, you know, we, or someone says, oh yeah, we can do that. We've got that 30 days, you'll be live. but it's it's truly what actually goes into a program. It's not just the processor per se. Um, there are so many key parties: the bank, um, the embossing fulfillment vendor, of course, the processor. Um, you know what kind of other third parties are involved. You know, looking holistically at a solution or an implementation or a program is absolute key. So. Choosing the right partner, you need to make sure that, again, end to end, that your partner that you're choosing, that you're putting so much time and energy and money into is the correct. That makes sense.
0: There are a bunch of positive externalities when you pick a good partner. One of the best things that can happen is that they can accelerate your speed to market based on the number of integrations and experiences they've had working with other players in the space.
3: You can also use one of Galileo's um, existing bank partners. So we have 30 plus um, banks that we're integrated with. 30 plus, that's huge, right? Uh, I know some processors who are maybe connected to three or four. I know one that's connected to one. So we listen to, again, your requirements. And in you say, you know what? I have this program idea. I wanted to be able to do cross-border admittance. I have a KYC strategy that I'd use, like to do X, Y, and Z. Well, we'll be able to introduce you to the partners that we know will um support your program. We can make, you know, two, three, four introductions um, and be able to really help convey what your strengths are uh, to those banking partners. There is absolutely a benefit to partnering with one of our existing banks. And what that is is speed. So we've already got all of the processes set up with the bank. Uh, we've gone through all of the due diligence. We've been approved. Um, and it's just getting a bin. And then plugging into our system, and you know, I've been live as soon as I have a, the paperwork for the association to go live. Um, Visa, Mastercard, Discover. It's you know two, three weeks at the most, and so it's a plug and play. And so if you come to us, you're using one of our existing bank partners. All of a sudden, you're launching faster. A new bank integration, depending upon their technical and financial acumen. Um, It can take four to six months sometimes. I've seen a new bank integration take two years, and that bank had four sets of developers just rotating in and out.
0: Yeah, so much depends on the original planning. Talking about launching and growth is exciting, but all successful card programs are built by dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Getting clear on technical requirements up front saves some heartache later and clarifies the level of investment that launching a card will call for. Here's Mark Butterfield whose firm FNBO powers 250 financial institutions, co-brand, reward, and affinity partner branded in-market card programs. He's worked closely with firms on some of the technical requirements needed to launch a card.
2: What we've built is, I'll call it the raw materials. And so when we talk to our clients for Bend by FNBO, I just wanna ask them, how, how obsessed are you with your own customer experience? Like, Do you build that out yourself or do you outsource that? And our primary target customer is the one that 100% obsesses about their experience and owns that experience and they have builders that improve that experience every day and so that really avoids a lot of the uncomfortable questions of well if if you if you obsess about it then we're just we're enabling we're we're giving you all the raw materials to be able to do that some clients we talk to they actually want again more of a legacy flavor which is I just want you to do everything for me. I want you to you know, use your app, use your experience. I don't want to embed anything other than maybe the initial application. And that's it. that's great, we have a product for that. Understood.
0: Partners can do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to launching a card, but they can never replace the role a fintech or brand has with its customers. For that, you'll have to take the lead
2: and your vendors will follow. When we're talking to vendors that think they want our modern platform yet they don't really own their own customer experience that that's when it becomes a little bit of an awkward conversation because the engineering talent that you need to be able to do that, the, the tech that you need to do that. Um, I'm not building that. So it's like, well, so who's building it? Cause if I'm not doing it, you're not doing it. Somebody's got
0: to pay for that. That's right. Well, there are lots of cards in the market. No one has ever done your company's card. Every team, every company's card is intimately tied into the culture they've built and the value proposition they've communicated to their customers. Here's Sharon Keane, global products and international expansion at money transfer firm
3: WISE. So that's the tough bit, right? So I think when um, you talk to the product teams at WISE, um, the, the biggest challenge and what we spend most of our time on is how we're going to build something that's going to work here. like Because often the things we're solving haven't been done before. Uh, so the building is everything.
0: So you're saying while partners can do much of the heavy lifting, there's a cost in outsourcing parts of the product. Firms that value the tight relationships with their customers and control over their experience have to balance working with partners versus doing some things themselves.
3: So uh, integrating with card schemes uh, and minimizing the number of sort of external parties that we would be reliant on, um, that's really our mission with um, with the card program now is like how do we Uh, own as much of that infrastructure as we can so that we can be in charge of the costs and really minimize those costs and not have to pay fees to, you know, unfair fees to suppliers that ultimately we have to pass on to our customer. Uh, but, But it's hard, right?
0: It is hard. You'll want to button up the hatches on your planning so you can optimize the number and quality of partners invested in your program. I use the word invested because essentially that's what they're doing and how they look at it. If you want to work with a processor like Galileo, They want your card to be successful. So they'll generally want to really understand your plans. You'll be joined at the hip. So your success is their success. It's almost like meeting with a potential investor.
3: From our standpoint, we also want to make sure that we're partnering with programs that are going to be successful, um, that have enough burn rate or enough capital to be able to launch a program, have a good marketing strategy, have the right team in place, not just from the development side, but operations, compliance, and business. So when we start talking with a prospect, and that's where my team comes into play, the solution architecture team, it's we ask so many questions, but it's really, I would say, more of a learning exercise for Our programs. Um, You know, every single program that wants to be on Galileo, or we approach them, we go through a guide that we've built called a client solution guide. And so this is prior to any contracts being signed, anything. Uh, We take it more as a, a stance of let's collaborate, let's help understand, let's understand your requirements, let's understand how Galileo fits into that, but also how, what your resources are like. So at the very minimum, it's a 17 page questionnaire. And what a client gets out of it is, let's say you're brand new. Let's say that you just have a fabulous idea and $10 million and you want to, you want to be the next insert your favorite FinTech. Um, We go through and we teach you everything that you need to know or we educate so let's say zach that you have an idea and you want to start a, a b2c well we're going to ask you well who's your bank uh, well why do i need a bank well, let me tell you why you need a bank um, what kind of bin you want a gpr bin you want a dda bin um, you want a credit bin all right, well, who's your emboss vendor going to be? Who's going to be the system of record? What What is an emboss vendor? Why is that necessary? Um, how are you going to load funds onto the card? Um, what is your funds flow and money movement structure? What have you thought about fraud? Um, AML, BSA, compliance. And so Galileo and the solution architecture team, we take it from a stance of you may not know anything, but we're not here to... to um, be judgmental. I don't know, probably a different word to be better, but it's, let's teach you. Let's bring you up to speed on everything that you need to know.
0: Thanks, Susan. Our first two episodes in the series describe the tough but productive planning work that goes into building a successful card program. Our next episode takes place after you've done the technical, legal, and planning work, and now you're ready to launch. In our third and final episode of the series, we peek behind the curtain to see what some of the most successful firms in the space have done to market, promote and grow their card programs. I'm Zach Miller, Tearsheet's editor in chief. This episode is available wherever you get your podcasts. But if you want a full transcription, that's available on our website. Go to Tearsheet.co to get it. And there's an accompanying guide, Card Launching 101, how to launch a successful card. You can get your copy for free at Tearsheet.co slash card guide.